When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, snowflakes. How are you, Steve? I'm good. I hope I'm slightly louder than last week. Yes, you were low in the mix last week, weren't you? For reasons that I can only put down to technical problems. Yeah, well, um, I'm not. We're not entirely. I'm not entirely sure. Also, how... you turning my microphone down every time <laughs> I, I say anything. Well, it's funny because I expected that we were going to have um, lots of complaints, but actually, we had lots of praise. Saying it's much better now. Steve is in the podcast. Yeah, it's better. Um, but it's cute that you still refer to him and ask him questions and things, even though he's not imaginary, not audible. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome back to the podcast, Steve yeah. Anglesey. Um, um, it was much quieter than normal last week. Uh, well, what a week it's been. Yeah. We'll do the news because we know that you come to the New European Podcast for your breaking news. Um, we will then talk to Jerry about milkshakes. We don't milkshakes. really know the news, though, do we? We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Then milkshakes with Jerry Scott. Yeah. And then a Brexiteer of the Week, as usual, of course. Yes. Um, this might be, th- there's every possibility that this isn't the only New European Podcast of the Week. No, we might have to do an emergency podcast. We might have to podcast. do an emergency pod. Um, but it's all, you know, state of flux, everything in play. As it stands, I, I like to do a little chronological yeah, a little, order a little, of the week. A little wander a through little the week. Wander yeah. through, oh, jingle. Wander through the week with, with Richard, Richard Porritt. Yes. Actually, what's that show on Radio 4 with Claire, the Corsi woman? Claire, Claire, Balding, Balding. Yeah, she does. A, do you not listen to Radio Four? You're still little, trying to pretend you're young, aren't you? She has a little wonder. She goes on walks and interviews people while she's on the walk. Oh, I've heard a trailer for this, but no, it doesn't um, appeal to me. And uh, I love Radio Four, and uh, that would be good. I could wander through the week when I'm actually wandering, like through a wood or a park. That would be good, yeah. Or a supermarket. Richard's rambles. Yeah, yeah, Richard's rambles. That would be excellent. Yeah, there's I'm been a few Richard all. Rambles on this podcast, haven't there? This one <laughs> happening now, isn't there? Yes, quite. So let's rewind. Yes. Don't need to. We thought we were going to be talking about milkshakes, but we've Jerry has covered that. It's moved let's on. Forget about milkshakes, me and you. All yeah. right. Chuck them somewhere and ignore them. Yeah. Not at anyone. Not chuck no. them at anyone. Um, Tuesday, Theresa May publishes her. Uh, her Brexit withdrawal bill. Yeah. Uh, no. We're leaving Europe. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. So uh, she insisted that it was her new deal represented the last chance to deliver. It was a bold... Um, <clears throat> what was it? Well, that was the that was the key phrase, wasn't it? A bold a, new offer. bold new offer. Um, and bold... 
and it, I guess it was. I suppose there were aspects of it that were quite bold. Well, in the, the losing of the job aspect, <laughs> that was that was good. Well, let's see. So I'll it run got you rid through. of Andrea Ledson. It did, didn't it? We'll get to her, won't we? Bold rubs Ledson away. So here, here are the main points. Second referendum, I guess, was the one that stood out the most. So not sadly there is going to be one. Yeah. Um, but that MPs could vote on whether there should be one. It was a rubbish thing, wasn't it? I mean, it? the thing with that is there wasn't the numbers in Parliament anyway, So, but it was enough to spook the Brexiteers in order to tip her out of a chair, wasn't it? Yeah, so, it was. So that, so that was, I think, um, there, there, there was a lot of unrest about that. Um, even Labour MPs were quick to reject the offer. The second bold point, customs arrangements. Yeah. Uh, two choices, she promised. First option would be, um, and, and MPs could could vote on. First option would be that Mrs May's proposal um, for for a close customs partnership between UK and EU. Yep. <laughs> but it's not really a proposal, is it? It's like I propose I would look quite like to eat a burger in the next week. I mean, it's sort of airy fairy stuff. Second would be temporary customs union on goods allowing the EU um, a say on EU trade policy, which would run until the next general election. Yes. Okay. Guess what? Didn't like that either. She said it was a compromise with Labour, who wanted a permanent customs union. It was such a compromise <clears throat> with Labour that Labour had walked out of the talks. Yeah, well, at, all of, at which all of this was proposed. You can imagine, though. I think la- a lot of Labour are quite the party that would probably take a stop and storm off. They're that and, br- and brood. Yeah. Um, workers' rights and the environment. Yeah, I think both of those things would be a good idea. So uh, the Prime Minister proposed a new workers' right bill to guarantee that Britain maintains EU standards. Yeah. Labour was happy, um, and, uh, and, 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 and she appeased her critics um, by, uh, on Labour by saying there would be no change to environmental protection when Britain leaves the EU. So that one was a lot about Labour. However, why did the Brexiteers not like it? It's not a quiz-based poll well, again. Well, because they want... Do they not want... Um, they want an orphan up every chimney, don't they? Is that, isn't that part of their <laughs> well, plan is to, <laughs> to turn us into the workshop of, of Northern Europe? Almost certainly true, but what they say is that we would just be taking EU rules. Well, we don't want to do that, do we? Do we're leaving the EU. <clears throat> leaving the EU, praise be! Why would we take EU rules that keep people out of chimneys and, no, and, stop, ever... and stop dangerous toys with... Dangerous paint, lead-based paint, flaking off into the mouths of little children. You ever been up a chimney? Uh, no, I've watched a lot of Fred Dibner though. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one was alignment with EU rules on goods. Yeah, that's not going to go well, is it? Uh, no, so Mrs. Mr. Britain will keep up to date with EU rules on goods and agri-food. Yeah. And that would stop, of course, checks at the border, Well, this is all the stuff that Andrea Ledson said, that's not Brexit, yeah, which I'm is boring, a great new know, catchphrase. Uh, that's that, so Raven. That's not Brexit. That's not my Brexit. <laughs> is that your... That's not my Brexit. And while we're talking about children's books, yeah, we should pay my tribute to on. the wonderful Judith Kerner, a brilliant the tiger who came to tea. Yeah. I reckon that the tiger definitely remain. Yeah. Mum. Well... Don't think she made it at the polling station, did she? Didn't really care, did she? No, she was... The old mum. ...glugging back Dad's beer wasn't and she, making up stories about she tigers. she responsible for Mog as well? Yes, I think so, but... I, I read Mog, a lot of Mog books. Mog, Mog, not for me. Not for me. But, I, but I'm a fan of... Not um, for me, Clive. ...the tiger who came to tea. OK, well, that's good. Yep, thank you. Good. In fact, it's my favourite children's book. I never... It was never read to me as a child. No. 
Um, you didn't I, have tigers in Huddersfield, did we you? Did, well, we didn't have books. Well, no. There was a copy of the Daily Express, but it was a few years old. To eat. <laughs> Do you mean Yorkshire, Yorkshire men eat books? <laughs> <laughs> well, Yorkshire men eat books. Surely that's well, not... I've heard before. Um, anyway. An alternative to the Irish backstop. I mean, what on earth does that even mean? Yeah. Well, good, yeah, good idea. I, I mean, that's like me going, uh, I would like to make this company a million pounds. Yeah. Oh, good, good idea, Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Northern <laughs> Ireland's position. Yeah, what? Sure. You're getting bored or something? I'm, 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 it's so bad, isn't it, this? So this was a final attempt at Northern Ireland's position to, to win the DUP support, it's of course. Like this, it's like something like the Stone Roses second album, isn't it, <laughs> where you just wait for ages... <laughs> And then for something good to come out, and then it comes out, oh, and you go, "Was well, that it?" Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Five years that album. Five years. Well, it didn't take her five years, but it's equally poor. I mean, it love spreads. It, it love spreads. Only, the right. only way you could make this withdrawal agreement bill worse is if it was sung in Ian. If Ian Brown sung it. <laughs> but that'd be great. I'd vote for that. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. Love Spreads and Ten Story Love Song are alright. I don't like Ten Story Love Song. It sounds like the birds, like all of the bad tracks on their first album. Yeah. What, on the, on the Stone Roses' first album? Yeah. What are the bad tracks on that? All the ones that sound like the birds. I don't like I don't. I don't it's an really overrated like, album, I agree. I don't really like the Stone Roses very much, to be fair. I do like Fool's Gold, like everybody. Yeah. I quite like Love Spreads. What about Waterfall and um, no, I'm the Resurrection? Like What's the one, what's the bit, I like the bit at the end of I Am The Resurrection, the bit that everybody likes. Ding, 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 I'm the only Mancunian who doesn't like the Stone Roses. I like the Stone Roses, but I was a bit too young first time around, and then and then it had been. It was such a big deal when that second album came out, and I was a bit like, huh? I like the fact that Manny looks like Toad of Toad Hall now, that's very good. It does, Ian Brown, it's not Ian Brown's solo stuff's all right. Ian Brown solo stuff? No, it's terrible. Oh, right. Awful. Okay. Right. Anyway. I'll tell you what happened last night. I'll tell you a funny story. What was so just as an aside? We'll talk about music. Go on. So last night, <clears throat> I was listening to a bit of music. I was just about to go to bed. It was about ten o'clock. But well, Mrs May's not going to. She ain't going to uh, resign now. So I had headphones on, listening oh, yeah. to a bit of music. Few few little bits, skipping between stuff. Yeah, yeah. For I say what, I'm gonna listen to a bit of the fall. Oh yeah, good. So I just put it on. I was just going to listen to. In fact, I can tell you. Got it here, my Spotify. Um, Good. You won't like this because you're an like, older track. You're, or like a, track. you're like a proper old. You're a proper big fall fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. Um, so uh, you'll probably think, oh, yeah, oh, typical. So oh, typical. Yeah. Totally wired. Totally wired. Yeah. Good. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Track. Lost in music. Not so much. It's funny though, isn't it? Quite yeah, in a trap. It's all right. No turning back. Uh, Mountain energy. Mountain energy. Great song. Victoria. Victoria is very good. Hit yeah. the North Part One. All good. This is good. Yeah. So I thought, well, there's there's five full songs that I can listen to back to back just for the next twenty minutes, and then I'm off to bed. Mm. What happened then? Well, I'd brush my teeth, still yeah, the headphones on. Yeah. Laid down in bed, fell asleep. Yeah. And at some point during that, I've taken the headphones off. It was twenty past four when I woke up, and Mark E. Smith and was, was still, blaring out of my headphones. Going on. 
And I had some weird dreams last night, I can tell you. The fall were in my ears for six hours while I was asleep. God bless him. Eh? I had a dream that Nigel, uh, last night, that Nigel Farage went into space on Elon <laughs> Musk's rocket car. Wow! Um, and, this fall would do the good soundtrack. And um, I was saying, we were, me and Piers Morgan, who was best here <laughs> of the week last week, we were at the lawn... <laughs> And um, and he's, I said, I, I hope he doesn't come back. And he said, Oh, he can't say things like that. And he said, Well, you can't. You, he said, That's what he said. You can't say things like that. And then he said, Have you seen? Uh, he said, Even though you said that, which is really awful, he said, I'm going to give you a tip uh, for the film that's going to win best best <laughs> film at next year's Oscars. Right. And I said, What is it? And he said, It's called RSI. Um, with Ryan Reynolds. So there you go. So is that a film that's actually in production? No. Well, it's got to be made. It's very good. What's it about? So Ryan Reynolds. Or oh. was it? Is it Ryan Reynolds or is it the other Ryan? Ryan Gosling, sorry. Gosling. It was Ryan Argos, yeah. So Not Ryan Reynolds. RSI. RSI. What was it in Stanford? I from? presume it's about repetitive stress injury, isn't it? So, but, uh, so I'm right. We've got to start working on this. I mean, yeah, yeah. listener, if you've got any ideas about the storyline for if this film, if you can film, flesh it out for us, I'm thinking he works on a till, maybe. Yes. Because you see a lot of them have the well, maybe wrist. But maybe then he goes to yes, exactly. Maybe he goes to the doctors and he's fitted with a super supple wrist. Oh, and does like he the use it? For, wizard. And maybe he uses it for good. Maybe it's for evil. Yeah, exactly. And with power, with great power. Meanwhile, Farage is going through the galaxies on his rocket, <laughs> Elon Musk rocket on power Tesla. car. On his Tesla, yeah. Wow, what a strange evening we both he had. He didn't bring up being Brexiteer of the Week, Piers, which was nice of him. Oh, it was pleasant of Piers, yeah, was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Probably um, read it, I think. No. Even the dr- even your dream, Pierce, doesn't doesn't yeah, read doesn't your read <laughs> And the sec the seventh bold issue was MPs to have a say on the future trade deal. Um, this was a concession a to to Lisa Nandy and Gareth Snell. Um, it, it intended to enable MPs to veto a hard Brexit approach should one be pursued by a former Conservative Prime Minister. I mean, it's quite. I mean, that's fairly sensible, isn't it? A Nandy Snell production. Yeah. Maybe they'd want to produce... Uh, a couple of unlikely or... surnames, aren't they? Nandy and Snell. Nandy and Snell. This, well, yeah. I mean, so probably not your average local solicitor for... Snell Nandy. Snell Nandy. What, are they doing a lot of PR for? It sounds like he's... Yeah, exactly. So, so, but big, bold. There was so I, at first, like a lot of things that happen politically, or when, like, when there's a, a new album out or a new football yes. kit, at first people go, ah... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, maybe. And then they go, oh, yeah, no. yeah. What a stinker! Like um, that Oasis album. Oh, which You'd, all of them. I, I definitely, maybe it's a good album. After Come the on. first, after the first one. <clears throat> the first you know two. the one, though. I mean, the third Standing one. Standing on the no, be no, here now. Be here now. Be here now. And for everyone's, oh my god, it's the most brilliant. Oh, oh turn it off. Yeah, it wasn't the most brilliant. <laughs> oh, it was off, but it was reviewed really well, and I think. I was looking on Twitter as Theresa May was still speaking, and people were going, "Do you know what? Oh, hey, maybe. Oh, ah, oh, no, no. Everyone hates it. Done it. No. Everyone hates it. Another load of rubbish. So this is going to be the end of her, isn't it? The end of her. Uh, and good riddance. Um, but then, of course, the next thing, there was some rumbling, wasn't there? And then, I mean, she, she's obviously lost the grassroots. Rouse rumbling for four um, fans. She lost. The uh, 
she she lost the twenty two. She um, lost the twenty two. She yeah. lost the dressing room. She, she lost the plot. Yeah, she lost the lost crowds. control again. <laughs> she lost her keys. She lost her keys at party. Uh, she, she lost her mind. At a party, she got into golf ball. She went in scenario with all the rascals. Um. <laughs> No, she but what she there was much <coughs> um coughing. Much coughing and much uh concern from the Tories and elsewhere as well on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday she lost the cabinet. Yeah. And it's that quite big as well, really isn't it? Is the, <laughs> I meant the the ministers rather than oh, the, the ministers, not rather the than that lovely cocktail that lovely cabinet. mahogany number she's got in the number um, ten flat. Um but, you know, give her a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> there is no but, is there? There's no but. So, no but. so uh, at the moment, Andrea, we're, we're well, waiting for it to go, aren't we? We are, but let's, let's, oh, talk, about, let's talk about Ledsom. Oh, you're going back to the news. So, Andrea Ledsom, yeah. she, after cabinet, hosted the pizza club. The pizza club. It sounds like a rubbish primary school gang. Yeah, we're the pizza gang. Why? Because we all love pizza. It's not... I mean... And nothing, we're going to box your ears. Nothing says fun <laughs> like Andrea Ledson's <laughs> pizza club, does it? Is it like Richard and which Judy's is, book which club? Which is held on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> let's, get, let's get right on it. When are, we, when are we going? When are we going? About 12.30 on Tuesday. <laughs> Another slice. Who anyway. are we going with? Ledson. Led some for leader. Oh God! Hey, anyway. she's the leader of the pizza club. She is, and uh, so she she convened. Was it an emergency meeting what of the pizza, pizza? Do you think Ledson <clears throat> likes full English breakfast pizza, something like that? Yeah, was... she'll... Do you reckon? I reckon she's just a margarita. Girl. Roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. Because I, I reckon she probably never had pizza she's before the eaten. pizza club. She's never eaten a pizza. Uh, and she'll go, oh, I'll just, yes, oh, yeah, oh, yes, I will, I will try one, but doesn't require to hold it. Well, she so, she eats it with the knife and fork, doesn't she? <laughs> with the Even when it's, you know, like when a member of the um, a member of the lower middle class uh, goes to um, Pizza Express, isn't sure whether to use a knife and fork well. or a slice. What would you do? Because we oh, are both members of the lower, work, uh, lower upper I'm, middle class. I'm, I'm too old for, I'm too old for cramming bits of pizza into my mouth. Especially I, the ones that are too doughy. <laughs> if it's a bit, if it's a thin slice, if it's a thin slice, like you get, you know, a proper. So a doughy pizza, you will you will cut up with an knife. A and doughy fork. restaurant pizza, I will oh, cut I don't up with like an a knife and fork. Doughy pizza, though, me. Yeah, a Pizza Express pizza, which are delicious pizzas. They're very good pizzas, by the if way. Pizza Express would like to sponsor this podcast. That would be excellent. But there's too <clears> much <throat> stuff on them. Well, not if you only order a margarita. Well... It's kind of your own you fault order... if you're ordering... There's too much stuff on my pizza, well, that's what you ordered, you fool. Um, but what if you, you like a Siciliana, which is off the menu, like I do now, but you can still get one... Look at you with your Pizza you. Express knowledge. Well, then you see, then... But... Special menu for Mr Anglesey. But, then it all com- but if you're going to, you know... Voodoo rays, or if you're going to, if you're in America and you get a big, wide slice of pizza that you can just fold up and eat like that on the street, then that's fine. I'll, you know, that's that's the pizza for eating with your hands. I think not stuff where you're going to pick it up and all stuff's going to drip all down your hands and you're going to get olives and black olives and there's anchovy under my fingernail and all. See, I hate black olives if they're warm. Love them when they're cold. Can't have them warm. These interesting facts this week about us. Um, yes. Um, Fascinating. In, so she she quit basically. She she sent a letter 
Uh, Tim, it's me. There is a new leader of the house. There is. Do you know who it is? Mel Stride. Mel Stride. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Who's your favourite Mel? Uh, Mel Machin. Oh, yeah. Former Manchester City manager. Yeah, yeah. Sacked yeah. by Peter Swales, former yeah. Manchester City chairman. He looked you know, a bit like uh, Mr Burns, didn't he? A little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter Swales famously said, they said, why did you sack him? And he said he had no repartee with the fans. Meaning <laughs> rapport. <laughs> he didn't have any repartee with the fans. Also, Mel <laughs> Martin, who you won't remember, but she was a 1970s sort of heartthrob. She was in a programme called Love for Lydia. She was a big favourite of my uh, my uh, old dad, who is now no longer with us. Is there a connection between Mel and your father? Uh, Being no longer with us, I mean, it sounded like... Well, no, I think she's still with us. Mel. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And what well, my favourite Mel is Mel Sterland. Oh, of course, yeah. D- just liked him. Yeah. He's, in fact, he's the only Leeds player I think I've ever liked. Sheffield Wednesday in Leeds, yeah. Apart from... Um, for, I didn't like Eric Cantona. Played for Leeds. all of the successful Yorkshire clubs. I also like Mel from Mel and Kim. yeah. And um, Melanie Brown. Have you told you my Melanie Brown story? No. When someone said, I know you from somewhere. And you re- you really, really remind me of someone. And it went on for about an hour. You know when it gets a bit awkward and they go, did we go to... Did you go, did you go, did you go? And then suddenly she just went, Melanie Brown from Spice Girls. And it was Melanie Brown from Spice Girls. It was, that's who I reminded her of. Oh, you. Me, a white, middle-aged man. Well, I suppose it could be the... It's well, the voice. Would, is it the voice? It's the voice, although I would suggest I don't sound too much like Mel, Mel Brown from Spice Girls, but, uh, but there you go, you know. There you go. Interesting. Okay, good. Um, so Mel Stride is the new leader of the house. Andrew Lissom is no longer. In her resignation letter, um, she said that uh, the new proposals would not allow the government to deliver on the referendum result. It was a very long letter, wasn't it? Did you plan through it? Yawn. Yeah. Uh, she added, I've always maintained that a second referendum will be dangerously divisive and I do not support the government willingly facilitating... Facilitating... Facilitating. <laughs> facilitating such a concession. Um, <clears throat> Good God. Do you think she was just desperately trying to find a reason to resign at this point? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think she just wanted to... Get me away from this Yeah, let me go and um, let it be on your head. And I think she thought if if she stayed and and Theresa May went further down the line, it would be more difficult for her to be heard and make her views clear and and set out her stall. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It does show that Andrea Leadsom is, for no good, sound reason... It does show that she thinks she can still be the Prime Minister, doesn't it? Well, she has three children. Uh, oh, yeah. You, people, what are your qualifications? Uh, people keep forgetting. Dewey, Dewey and Louie over here. <laughs> Just have a look at them. People keep forgetting that Andrea Leadsom is a mother. She is a mother, yeah. I mean, I don't know what more You've you want. even more pieces of paper to read out. Well, the, no, these are the, that's kind of it for the news. I mean, but Theresa May now is saying that she's rewriting the deal again. Well... Who knows? I mean, she could have gone by the time you, you are listening to this. So, as it stands, Theresa May is trying to rewrite it again. Again? Um, I mean... <sighs> she's busy. She's just busy barricading stuff up, isn't she? She's saying she's rewriting it, but actually she's digging in like David Koresh, basically. So she... <laughs> it's it's going to take a... <laughs> Drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, no. She, yeah, I that mean... would be terrible. She, I'm, get, I'm getting my sieges all, all yeah. skew with there, aren't I? But um, she, she abandoned, so she's abandoned plans to publish on Friday a withdrawal agreement. This grayling would just drink a lot of Kool-Aid, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's happening! <laughs> Get the sugar rush! <laughs> um, 
And and she said number ten said that she's listening to colleagues. Well, she's not seeing any of them. No, no, no but she's she is listening, listening to them at the door. Going, you've got <laughs> to, get you've out! Got to come out! Get sometime. out! Don't <laughs> look down at the window throwing stones. Get she out! Is what if she is just like? I mean, if it was me, <clears> you would just maybe she's gone fully. Tony Montana at the end of Starfight. <laughs> she, she's behind her desk with a big mountain of coke. Exactly. It probably wouldn't be coke for it. Big chicken lasagna. Chicken lasagna, yeah. And she's going to just come to window Puts and number ten. It comes yeah. up with a load of old <laughs> minced chicken all over her chops. Right, come on then. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a and it's rewritten. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a re- rewritten. Copy of the withdrawal bill. Well, she's useless. Isn't she? Just get, just go. But the amazing thing is that even do we want to talk about what Teresa Montana? Teresa Montana. Do we want to talk about what's going to happen next? Because she might not go for for months yet. Even if she resigns, even if she's resigned by the time you're listening to this, she'll still be prime minister. She might be Prime Minister for, for, for ages. Yeah. Do you know how long it took between David Cameron being Prime Minister for her... Say, sorry, David Cameron resigning and her becoming Prime uh, Minister? Well, yes, I could probably work that out. It would be... Um, well, Cameron resigned on the morning after Brexit, so that was the 24th. Yep. And Andrea Leadsom was in the front page of the Times, I believe it was July the 9th. So I reckon Theresa May was probably Prime Minister by July 12th. I don't know, but it's 20 days. <laughs> 20 days, so that would be about right, yeah. wouldn't it? Hey, yeah. oh, knowledge. But... I'm good with dates. Between Michael Howard resigning yeah. and David Cameron becoming yeah. leader of the Conservative Party... Yeah. Go on, how long was that? Um, he resigned in... Uh, May. I don't think David Cameron was elected leader until May, June, July, August, September. Five months. It was seven months. He was, was elected it? leader in December. Was he really? Yeah. Why was it December? Well, because they had the the oh, they made the big pitches, didn't they? At, at, the, conference. at the conference, and then they went on their hustings. But by then, the I mean, back had been then, done. of course, there was the time was fine because the Tories were in rebuild well, mode. Of course, they weren't. Uh, in they were in government. a much better place because MacLeod actually, I mean, like him, don't like him, whatever, don't like horses. Um, or whatever had done quite a good job of steadying the ship. Mm. There was no, um, there was no acrimony like there is now. No, and no Brexit deal to get through before October. No, that's right. Um, but the shortest possible timetable, with hustings in it, and there probably will be hustings, yes. won't there? Because yes. they reckon they could do two cities in a day, though. But I mean, yeah. But it looks like fifty-five days. Wow. So that is if they. So if it all kicks off. Right now, or if it's all kicked off as you're listening to this, yeah. that's going to take us into the middle of July, mm. and then you know, are they going to be wanting to do all this in at the start of July when people are going away on holiday? Obviously, you're 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 right. You know, we're supposed to leave the EU. I will remind you all on Halloween. Aren't yeah, we? that's right. On October the thirty first. That's me being a werewolf because of Halloween. That's amazing. I know. It's great content. It's like, oh, it's and, like um, um, Game of Thrones. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, you would think that they would try and wrap it up quickly, wouldn't you? But then 
you would also think, well, look, you would think that Boris Johnson will want this wrapped up quite quickly. Quickly as possible. Because he's seen what happens when it's a long drawn out affair and front runners, and he knows, he's a man who knows about a long drawn out affair. And. and, um, He's always picking off the low hanging fruit, Boris. Very much so, yeah. Um, So, I mean, you could have a scenario where she stays to the summer. But you yeah. could also have a scenario where it goes on until September. Mm. Then they have the vote in late September. The Tory party conference mm. is in Manchester. Yeah. On the it starts on the 29th of September, so mm. the end of September, right at the end of September. Yeah. So then you could have the Tory party conference, the result announced on the Sunday, and then the rest of it is a big, you know, rally, isn't it, for the new Tory leader. Mm. And I would suggest that you probably going to need that. Um, then you've got a month. Because, well, then you've got a month to sort it out, but you've, you know, probably, you're, you're probably going to have to go back to the EU again anyway, aren't you? I think if, if, if the Tories don't rush it through, which I hope they don't, then they will need to ask for an extension, and I would suggest, you know, you're going to have to look into the new year, aren't you? Well, they might have to, you know, they might have to say to Theresa May, if they do, if they do want a longer period where they have a bit of quiet reflection and they want a coronation at the, you know, then they might have to say to Theresa May, well, you better go back and ask for, you know, um, you better go back. And that would come under the EU's thing of, you know, seismic change, so that's fine, we'll grant you another another extension if there is a, 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 a big change. But I tell you why I think that they need to, um, that they need to have a, a conference where it's a big rally for a new leader is, is that I think at some point they're going to have to have a general election mm-hmm. um, which is quite because the um, numbers don't work still well exactly, the parliamentary numbers don't work and there's no majority <clears> for <throat> anything um, and all the goodwill in the world you know so so best case scenario really is that Rory Stewart wins I think we're all agreed on that yeah, well no, the best case scenario is that Matt Hancock wins because I've had a tenner on him at 22 to 1 to be the next Prime Minister. Yeah. Sod the future of the country. Yeah. Um, cash out now cash with out Steve Bett. Yeah, with Ray Winstone. <laughs> um, so, personally, my money is on Matt, Matt Hancock. Well, Hatmancock's a, a, a reasonable man by but the sounds of it. Of course, that could be wrecked by... you could It could be wrecked by the time you read this, because you read this, you listen to this, because Theresa May might go and just say, I'm going off with Arthur Askey on a walking tour of... Sardinia, like a re- would it drive off like a really slow version of Thelma and the Weeds? Very much so, yeah. Um, and David Liddington might be the interim prime minister. Well, Lido though, Lido, yeah, as I uh, refer to him, yeah, or Lido, yeah, I see him. Um, it's a reasonable man. Hmm. I think he's fairly sensible. Well, I think he is. Fairly I think sensible. he could facilitate a leadership. Election. I think he could probably go back to the EU and say, "Sorry, chaps, bit of a cock up on the old, uh, yeah. a bit of a cock up on the leadership front." Yeah, yeah. And we're going to need a little bit more time. And I think the EU would go, "That's fine." Yeah. I don't, not sure the country would be too chuffed. Yeah. Nigel Farage might huff, huff about a bit. Yeah. Um, but there you go. And and that would give Rory Stewart time to build up his public profile. It would. Everyone I meet, I say, check out his Wikipedia page. It's, it's one awesome. of the most extraordinary things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said to me, oh, yeah, he used to be a soldier. I wouldn't want a soldier in the country. I'd have anything a soldier in the country no. before you start typing away in your emails there. 
But he was actually on the... Um, it was part of a gap year thing, and he was on there for five months, so don't worry about that. He's not like Rambo. Yes. Fort Stewart. Fort Stewart. Yeah. But he's not going to win. No, no. Because Boris Johnson's going to win. Well, if we... If Boris, if Boris makes the last two, he's going to win. Yes, exactly. But, but uh, is the, can the Tories have an anyone but Boris? You know. Well, it would be <clears> extraordinary <throat> if he was if that scenario at the conference came about and he was crowned in Manchester, because if there's one place in the country, I mean, I, I would have thought Liverpool and, like and the there. whole of Scotland would <laughs> only be slightly you know, they'd only be slightly worse they, they, Boris Johnson is the embodiment of everything that people from Manchester hate yeah. he's a buffoon, he's a big Tory yeah. he's, he's a lever yeah. um, and, um, uh, and, uh, and he's posh, you know yeah. uh, he's a posh, uh, a posh private uh, school fella did it, it, yeah. That's why I had to leave Manchester yes, for all those yes, reasons. Yes. Um, what happens? Do you think if Boris Johnson becomes the leader, what do you think he would do? What would be his first order of business be? Um, I, He'd have I, a go, wouldn't he? He'd march to Brussels, surely, wouldn't he? I think he would. I think he no, would. Right, no, sit here, you chaps. I think if Boris is the next prime minister, then we probably will face a, a, a really hard Brexit if if not a no deal Brexit, a complete no deal Brexit. And I think the reason for that is not I don't honestly believe that that Boris Johnson is an ideologue like Farage or Rhys Mogg yes. or I just think that he sees people who might get behind him and go, Yeah, Boris is great because he's done this and he thinks, Yes, history yes. will look kindly on me or at least some people will look kindly on me in history as the man who delivered this and did something Difficult and great, and boy, I'm Churchillian. Yes. When in actual fact, um, it would be an almighty cock up. And the braver person, actually, a braver prime minister, would be the one that stopped this nonsense. Yes, he would, yeah. Um, Boris is not going to do that, obviously. I, I Go on, what do you think? I imagine you're lining this up for a gag. No, I'm not. Oh, no. Oh, right. well, no, but I've been, thinking, I've, been thinking of, I've, <clears throat> I've been thinking about this, and the fact is that he could, if he, if he said, if he became the candidate of No Deal, I'm going to go for no... We're going to go back to them, see what they offer us, but if not, we're going to walk away with no deal yeah. on October the 31st, yeah. say. Yeah. He could actually ram it through, couldn't he? There's no more need for a meaningful vote because no. we're just oh, yeah. leaving yeah, yeah, with yeah, no yeah, deal. Yeah, you could just... You don't have to do anything. There's no obligation... You know, the opposition get their opposition day yeah. things yeah. Don't they, where they can... Tories just don't turn up to them any day. But they don't turn up to them and they're not, they're not binding. They yeah. don't have to start a new session of Parliament, which means that they can't try and amend the Queen's speech against no deal. Absolutely he could actually right, yeah. just ram this through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there would be... Brexit I, ram raid by Johnson. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right in the headline, yeah. And, But I wonder whether he will then, having won the Tory leadership and possibly negotiated a small extension and I believe he's no stranger to a small extension um, <laughs> again and um, but if he went to the country if he went for a general election saying we are the party of no deal and if you vote for us I'm going to take us out with no deal yeah he could take Farage out several of the Tory MPs would not support it and you know might fall away or resign or join change UK or or whatever. Um, I, I think Boris fancies his chances against Jeremy Corbyn. 
Yes. And it's the, it then becomes a question about whether he thinks that no deal versus Remain is a battle that he can possibly win because he won't be able to say, you know, it's not no, it's not nice, this no deal. He won't be able to say we're going to give you £350 million a week to the NHS. He won't say, you know, it's going to be free unicorn for everybody. He's going to have to go to the country saying it is no deal, but that's what you voted for, really, and we all know it's going to be tough for a few years, but we are Britain. Mm. I also think he could say, I'll give you a vote, but all that will be on the ballot is no deal or some other form of deal. So no no deal versus Norway. And no then, deal versus Norway. Yeah, say, we've already voted to leave, so there's not a question of us remaining. Again, that neutralises Nigel Farage. It counts on a remain split, doesn't it, between Labour and the Lib Dems to win. But it sort of also neutralises all the negative things that people think about Boris Johnson, that he's selfish and, you know, he's rash. He'd be saying, I give you, this is your choice. Mm, I mm. give you your choice. Boris has definitely do want it to happen quickly. Um, yeah. I... He could also offer a three-way referendum, couldn't he? But, but then I think that, you know, then that doesn't neutralise Farage. No, quite. It, do you think there's any chance he'd just bring Farage on board? Well, I'm sure, I, you know, I'm, Nigel Farage is, will end up being a Tory peer, I, I think, before too long. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to neutralise <coughs> Nigel Farage. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I tell you what, the Boris's team are not as confident as you might think. Well, they're saying that, aren't they? Trust me, they know, because I'll... Or any Tory is nervous going into a leadership election as favourite, yeah. even Boris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if it's a long one, and you see, if it is a long one, I know you say Rory Stewart's not going to win, but he's the type of chap who can emerge from nowhere and... Well, and, and, bushes. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> well, no, I'm not suggesting that Rory Stewart emerges from the bushes. But he might do well. He might do. when he was in the army. He probably did. He probably well. He was only the... in the army for like five months. He was like a student. I think he would just make tea. Oh right, okay. Um, so he never even had those ferns on his hat like no, in Dad's army. No, I don't think so. And, and there's no. I don't think there's many bushes in Afghanistan. Not anymore. Um... <laughs> not now we've been there. No, I mean, it was a funnier joke Soz if you were saying, you know, George Bush. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. Oh, that's right, um, yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, so it's about the lack of bushes. Uh, I still can't believe you walked across Afghanistan in the middle of a war. Well, maybe he was hungry. It's just incredible. It is incredible. Stuart well, you Primus. love him, don't you? I do, I've really fallen for him, yeah. Roderick Stewart. Yeah, Rod, Rod Stewart. <clears throat> um, uh, this is funny. Um, the, uh, Probably the judge of that. Yeah, no, listen, Will. Um, what do European politicians think of Britain and Theresa May? Is it? There's not a collective answer. I've got a few examples. Okay. Um, Alexand- Alexander Graft Lambsdorff. Yeah, he's from Spain, clearly. Uh, no, he, he's German. Uh, oh. International Affairs spokesman for Germany's Liberal Free Democrats. Yeah. Um, it says Brexit comes across like an episode from Alice in Wonderland. I think there were like many episodes of Alice in Wonderland. Probably just a one, really, wasn't there? Yeah. But I, but I get you know I see what you're saying. I don't speak German. Maybe you know Google translates it. I mean, who would be who would be who in Alice in Wonderland in Brexit? Alice is Theresa May clearly in this weird world of. Boris would be Neo. Neo, he's in the Matrix, <laughs> not Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, but it's based on it. Isn't it? You fool. Based on it, good on rabbit. will take the white pill rip. Well, there is a bit of that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Who would be the Mad Hatter? Um... 
Boris probably wouldn't it? Boris would be the Cheshire Cat, wouldn't he? Because oh, he just yeah, smiles yeah, and then yeah. disappears. The Mad Hatter. Nigel. Nigel. Don't know. What do you think? Don't know. Well, maybe you can tell us on Twitter. You tell us. Uh, he added, did uh, Graf Lambsdorff, Graffy, Graffy Lamb. He added sternly, in fact, going to the FT. This process damages the representation and functioning of the EU. Bruno Le Maire. Yeah. He's, he's probably um, not pronounced like accent. He's the What scene. is he? He's from... Um, France's finance minister. Oh. Norway, <clears> I thought. Go on. How Le long Maire. do we continue like this, Le Maire? Do, do, oh, I love that song. I'm having that song at my funeral. Maire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have the... Um, I'm going to have the uh, Inglésias version. Julio Inglésias? The live version from 75. Beautiful. If you want to come to Richard Porritt's funeral, <laughs> European listener... I'm having that. I don't even arrange it. What, do, you, do you want to guess the two other songs? Just quick, go on. Uh, oh, I don't know. Hairdresser on Fire, by the oh, way. Oh, what a song that, that is. That would be good, wouldn't it? No. Uh, um, there is a Smith song. It's, it's pretty obvious. Is it There is a light that never goes out, except, except <laughs> it's porridge. gone out. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to switch the lights off. That would be good. And then Fire by I the Crazy World of Arthur Brown. I, haven't, I think I might pick another one as well. But I haven't picked that one yet, but because these are all quite sad, apart from the mayor, which will end proceedings. I think then um, I will have uh, Into My Arms by Nick Cave. This is good, yeah. Great song. I've just picked them because I like them, really. Beautiful. Um, well, that's going to be a right misery what about fest, you? isn't it? Oh, I want people crying. Oh, I don't know. Do you want a bit of, do you want a bit of tears? I've not, even, I've not given a minute's thought. To your funeral songs? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, no, I'll, no, I'll no. pick them for you. Yeah, OK. Um... Six six sixties by Throbbing Gristle. That'll start oh us yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Anything by Throbbing Gristle. Yeah. We'll just put a bit of that on. That'll clear the the creme. Clear the creme. There's some Throbbing Gristle on. Um, oh, Bruno Le Maire, or Mary, maybe Bruno Le Maire. I don't know. Um, how long do we continue like this? Yeah, he back, usually he said, for about an hour and a half. Face, yeah. isn't it? Like that's what the listeners say. <laughs> I consider that the British people decided to leave the EU and the faster Britain leaves, the better. They just want rid of us now, don't they? The French definitely do. Um, uh, Nathalie Lussou is France's European Affairs Minister. Yeah. What did she... What did, do you know what she did recently? Lussou? Mm. Lussou. Was she uh, Nathalie, please. I was pissing by your window, Nathalie. Do not do that, Mr. Barry. Um <laughs> I, I can see your widget. Was she on Lusu Ends? No, the uh, no, 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 no. Radio 4 France. What did you do that for? She, but what? Why did you just brush your leg? <laughs> I got tangled. Oh, okay. She, she, um, she got a cat. She got a cat? Yeah, and what did she name it? Farage. Nope, close. Boris. What do you eat more than Farage and Boris? Uh, mushrooms. Brexit itself. Oh, Brexit itself. Mushrooms? I love mushrooms. Brexit itself. She called it Brexit. And she said that she called it Brexit because the cat meows to go out and then sits undecided oh, while she yeah. opens the door for it. That's very good. It's a very amusing anecdote. Of course, it's not true. Um, Miss Lusau's office confirmed that she doesn't even own a cat. So still, she doesn't even have a cat? She doesn't have a cat, but it's quite... Brexit f- liar. Yeah, yeah. Wait till the Daily Express gets yeah. stuck in EU on EU liar doesn't have a cat shocker. Not even got a cat. <laughs> Catwoman doesn't own cats. Do you reckon there is going to be a an outsider from the back benches that stands? Um, well, there's always an outsider that 
sort of makes their way into it. But but it's hard to see, <clears throat> given the spectacular lack of talent on the back and front benches. Yeah, it's it's hard to see anyone coming through. It would be great if somebody completely insane oh, no. came through. See, talk about insane Tories. Did you see um, Andrew Francois? Jenkins or Francois? I mean Francois. Did you see the th- making a cut net gesture at the press box yesterday? No. Going to Tim Shipman's Twitter. Remarkable. Um, what about Pretty Patel? Pretty Patel. Did, I think. Well, she seriously she, believes that she's good enough to be prime minister. Oh yeah, and so. she is seriously wrong. She's massively misguided. Yeah, I, I think there's half a chance there, but she might just back Boris and hope to get a nice she ministerial job back under him. Yeah. Um, she said the entire cabinet are complicit in the failure to deliver Brexit and responsible for the betrayal of 17.4 million people who voted to leave. Well, that is, you know, that's typical of her and typical of... I mean, that's that's just says everything about why she's not fit to be the Prime Minister. And all the while, Sterling lost 3%. His biggest drop since Brexit. Amazing. What should we do now? Um, I don't know. Should we go for a pint? Oh, that'd be nice. Um... What about reading out the uh, podcast listeners? Ah. Um, we set them some homework, didn't we? We did. We asked uh, on social media yeah. what Theresa May should do for a job next. Yeah. Um, shall I start? You can start, yeah. Ed Gota. Ed Gota? Oh. Feed the goat. Feed the goater and he will Ed. Um, Ed Gota, HR manager. I'm a bit scared to carry on reading now because members of our HR might be listening. HR manager, she never has to worry about sacking people. They're already walking out the door. That's oh, yeah, good, that yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, well done, Ed. Uh, Simon Stania, security guard. She has proven herself capable of ensuring nothing gets through. Good. These are good, aren't they? Yeah, good, actually, yeah. Go on. Uh, Dave Stoneman said railway buffers. Will Pierce said she could be a coat rack. Duncan Stanley Smith. <laughs> Hospitality at Madame Tussauds. Oh. Question timer said fudge maker. Does that mean? And skiologist said she could be a call centre deputy manager. That's quite a good job, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Richard Tyler, scarecrow. That should be good at that. I reckon she'd be pretty good at that. She's got those big slender man arms, hasn't she? Don't pay well, though, does it? Mm. Um, well, it was a good... I tell you, it was a good laugh if, for Wurzel Gummidge. He had a great time. Oh, and Aunt Sally... Oh, cup of tea, tea slice, slice of cake. cake for me and Aunt yeah. Sally. Yeah, lovely. And then um, old saucy Nancy got involved, Busty Babs. Oof. I, I always thought... It was magic, wasn't even it, as a ki- Even as a kid, I thought Wurzel Gummidge was, was perhaps a closeted homosexual. <laughs> Did you? Well, I don't know about he just that. Seemed, he just seemed to have a, a, a camp flair. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, obviously. I'm all for it, but I think he should have just been true to himself. I think he was born like that. I'm, well, I'm woke. That's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about this one? Barbara Coleman, nun. No. In a silent, closed order. <laughs> oh, it's a nun in a silent, closed order. <laughs> oh, poor old Asky. Uh, Mike Rabbi, Rabbit. That's a great name. Stable yard helper. She's an expert shoveling shit from one place to another. Good. Uh, Phil Kirby. RSE salesman at a motorway service station. Don't, don't really know why. Maybe they just are picking real jobs for oh, her. It's yeah. quite helpful. We were open for comedy. We got. It's like all careers advisors went on. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Boris Johnson's draft excluder says Giovanni Shigono. Shig- Shigono. 
Good. Boris Johnson's draft excluded. Good. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. Don't know what that means. Eye at the door. Yeah. Um, Mika uh, says, I can't just see her working on the Eurostar as a ticket inspector, perhaps. Ticket inspector on the Eurostar. The irony. Oh, the irony. And Varun Sharma, I think, deserves a mention. She should be forced to be Chris Grayling's PA. That'd be superb, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. What's going to happen to him? You got any more there? Uh, I have, yeah. Uh, Mia Yankovic. That name sounds familiar. <laughs> it does rather. Shouldn't you be doing some work rather than <laughs> joining in? Shouldn't you be Mia writing stories who, for the New European? Who writes for the New European. She said a Strictly contestant. Ah, well, like it. Which is something it. that she could do, isn't you, it? We were saying, actually, we were saying um, last last night that just it would be just brilliant, wouldn't it, if she brings that lectern out. Yes. And, um, of course, one of the busiest people in number 10 is the guy who has to bring that lectern out. He's yes, up, that's right. up and out that street like a yo-yo. And when she comes out and there's all the cameras, like she does do the dance, so she's coming out like she did when she came well, on stage. Really. And come, I resign! Dancing queen playing. That'd be just... It would be brilliant. Like, sod you, I'm off. The ghost of Scott Law said, can she be the next leader of the Brexit party? That will ensure that no-one votes for them. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Kugler said she could be a rubbish sat-nav voice. You could probably already turn get right, the Theresa. Turn right, <laughs> turn right, turn right. No wheels are better than bad wheels. And then, after your car, the inevitable car crash, I've been very clear... <laughs> she could go when you're going fast. When you're going to the motorway, she could say, "Exit means exit." <laughs> that is that's good. Uh, Michael Patterson said she should be the next Brexit secretary, which in the Boris Johnson government that would be tremendous, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, and my favourite is the Stephen Ralph, uh, who I imagine his name is Stephen Ralph, and he said that she should be the next star of the Sun Life over fifties. Funeral policy advert. Yeah, we'd all like to leave something for our loved ones. Jogging along the canal. Funeral costs, <laughs> or as a cash gift. If you're aged between fifty and eighty-five, you're guaranteed to be accepted without any health questions, and you get a free Parker pen too. Yeah, yeah. so tremendous. There's a world of opportunity. There is a world of opportunity for, for Theresa May. Uh, last one. Good seg. This. Yeah, good. Um, Steve Wyatt says that she should be the lady in McDonald's who does the milkshakes. <gasps> I'm sure there is a few people that she would like to throw milkshakes at. Me and Jerry next are going to explain why that would be very bad behaviour. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting podcast one or order online at our website www.neweuropean.co.uk Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Welcome back. I'm joined by Jerry. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm good. Well, it's uh, exciting times. It is rather, isn't it? So you must... I mean, you've basically been on call now for days waiting for teammate to pull that lectern out i had plans last night for about an hour and a half mm. in the evening and i had mm. all my fingers crossed mm. that it wasn't how many fingers have you happen. got i'm from norfolk so 12 <laughs> um north norfolk <laughs> great yarmouth great yarmouth oh yes that's right so 14 then absolutely but no teeth <laughs> no teeth either <laughs> um 
<laughs> I'm from Yorkshire. I'm allowed to say things like well, this. Exactly. You know better. Exactly. Worse. <laughs> um, yeah, I had them all crossed that nothing was going to happen in that hour and a half, and then I could go back to being a slave to this crap government um, and their whims and what they do. But yeah. So, I mean, me and Steve obviously have been talking um, about, you know, what what we see is to be happening next. And it may well be that we have to do an emergency pod at some (gasps) point next week. We've only done two emergency pods, I think, in the past. Um, But this would, I think, warrant one. I think other Brexit podcasts who will remain nameless do it, so we can. Oh, yeah, we can absolutely do it. But what we always think, Jerry, uh, is that, you know, it's got to be big. It's got to be big. For me to get this mic out, and plug it into the old laptop. It's a lot of old effort for you, it's I know. It's got to be big. Yeah, it's all right for you and Steve. You just roll up, chat for ten minutes, sort off. I'm still here at midnight trying to figure out <laughs> the process of getting this into your ears, listener. You wouldn't believe. Some people just think we chat and we press a button. Hey, presto. No, muggins here. Slaves over this. Or for a studio as well, a proper one instead of a library. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Not a public library. <laughs> Everyone going. We're just shh, shouting. Shh, shh. <laughs> anyway, we were, I brought you here not to chat about nonsense. That's why we've got Steve. <laughs> I brought you here to chat about milkshakes. Yes. Not the Khalees song. No. Is that called milk milkshake? It is. Yes. I I feel like I've heard that song a million times, and I feel like it's rude, but I'm not sure why. It is a little bit rude. Maybe yeah. off air you could tell me I'll why. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, is it? T- is it? Oh. I think both. Oh, really? But I think all. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right. Okay, well, there you go. If you don't know the hit song Milkshake by Khalees, stick it into Spotify or YouTube or just put Radio 1 on and wait long enough. It's probably not. Probably Radio 2. <laughs> now, isn't it? I'm not even sure it's Radio 2. Is it? What is it then? It's not really Radio Kiss. 2, you know. Oh, History. History. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that in the car. Like, oh, I, I remember these songs. Uh, Return of the Mac was on yes, the other week on yes, History. Yes. 1995. Yeah. Uh, anyway, milkshakes. Yeah. But more widely, uh, the attacking of politicians with anything, really. But yeah. there is a fashion for milkshakes. So just just briefly, what, th- this latest thing. I was chatting to my friend um, Gavin, who's in Germany massive Remainer and has written for the New European on several occasions um, lives in Germany he was like where did this milkshake thing come from because I don't remember people throwing milkshakes at politicians when I was last in the UK so wh- where did it start because it's fairly recent isn't it yeah it started with Tommy Robinson, Tommy Robinson. a few weeks mm-hmm. back um, and I think it was a bit of an opportunistic thing which is why it was a milkshake the, yeah. the, the kid involved now known as Milkshake Kid um, happened to have a milkshake with him yeah, yeah. and chucked it at him. Chucked it at him. So you reckon if he'd have had a, an egg? Yeah, or, like in Australia. Or, uh, um, or repeat, I mean, it's been lots of eggs that politicians yes. ca- Corbyn got on recently, yeah. Um, and so he was just well, wandering by this milkshake, saw, this, saw a fascist and threw his milkshake at him. Yeah, absolutely. I think at that point I wasn't too concerned. No, me neither, but it spiralled, hasn't it? It has spiralled somewhat. And I know a lot of you out there, listeners, won't probably agree with me on this, but I think as much as I... Let let me get this absolutely straight. And actually, we can tell a little story. We'll tell a little story because we, we, you were going to milkshake me, weren't you? I was going to milkshake you. And, and I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I was quite looking forward to it as well. This is absolutely true. We thought it'd be funny to promote this podcast, basically, on the web using some footage of Steve and Jerry throwing a milkshake over me 
in these times of milkshake mania. Absolutely. We were debating what kind of milkshake to get, weren't we? Yeah, they were. it was the talk of the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Should we make our own? Should we go for Five Guys' expensive ones, mm-hmm. like happened to Mr Farage? Well, I'm McDonald's tonight. probably wouldn't fly very well. thought McDonald's might be a bit too thick. Mm-hmm. So there was a detailed conversation, and then I, then I said no. You did? You no. put your foot down? And it wasn't because I didn't want milkshake all over me or my suit, because I would have just expensed it a lot. <laughs> And gone down German Street and got myself another... I need a new suit, basically. Um, no, it wasn't not to do with that at all. It was to do with the fact that I thought, all right, I, I did have a little chuckle at Nigel Farage having a milkshake on him. I probably barely laughed at Tommy Robinson having a milkshake on him. But really, it's not funny. No, I agree. And I, don't, and I don't think we, as Remainers, should really be condoning it. Now, we don't like Nigel Farage. We certainly don't like Tommy Robinson. We don't like the Brexit party. We do not like those people, do we, Jerry? No. Neither do you, listener, unless you've got some weird fetish and you listen to people with a positive. Maybe you have. I mean, that's I buy the Daily Mail sometimes, you know. I used to work there. Anyway, enough about me. Uh, but I think if we we would have enjoyed that and it would have been fun, wouldn't we? We would have been having fun. So then are we condoning people doing it? And I think that actually if you're throwing milkshakes at politicians, you've, you've already lost the argument. You're not making a valid or reasoned argument. We should be debating these people. Yeah, absolutely. I think it it started off as something which seemed not planned and was opportunistic. And I wouldn't go as far as saying a bit of fun, but mm. you could go, oh, well, that happened and it was a bit harmless yeah. and fine. Yeah. But when they when it's now planned and people are going out of their way, I mean, there was that story on Wednesday about Nigel Farage apparently being stuck on his battle bus because well, he's one of the surrounded. best headlines i've read on twitter I mean, it's a good headline uh, it was nigel farage um trapped on bus no it was better than that it was uh nigel farage get held hostage on bus with people uh, as people surround as people around battle bus with armed with milkshakes yeah absolutely i mean you can't make it up but it's not it's not really funny is it that's a funny headline Nigel Farage but... Nigel Farage should be allowed maybe not Tommy Robinson so maybe that's where this argument ends but mm-hmm. Nigel Farage should be allowed to drive his battle bus all around the country he should be allowed to go and meet people on the street he should be allowed to say the things he said he should be allowed to do that and if there's one thing that I believe in more um, more strongly than um, than the damage that leaving the EU is going to create for this country, it is the fact that people who want to create that damage should be allowed to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 by throwing milkshakes, you, you're shutting that you're shutting that down, and that is not a good look. And that there'd is... be outcry on the other side as well, wouldn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. You know, would absolutely be outcry if it was the other way around. We'd be sitting here again, quite rightly, saying how wrong it was, and and things like that. You know, it's it just it completely lowers. The argument it lowers the tone. I mean, on um, Thursday on election on the EU election day, we had that um, old bloke, that veteran, he's Brexit party campaigner. He was yeah. at the polling station yeah. trying to get people to vote for the Brexit party, which he's completely entitled to do. I disagree with his views, but many don't. Um, and someone chucked a milkshake at him. Mm. He's not even mm. a politician. He's just a guy campaigning for a party he thinks is doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it, it is a very, very long way from um, getting a milkshake stained suit to throwing a punch or um, worse, you know, God yeah. forbid, anything like that would happen to any politician or indeed anyone. But, um, but, but it, it is 
a violent act, yeah. throwing a milkshake. I mean, we do have a long seem... history of throwing food items at our politicians in we, this country. We do. I mean, which was your favourite? I liked it when John Prescott... It's got to be Prescott. It's got to be Prescott. Just the, the thing, reaction. The thing was, though, with Prescott, well, he, he, that guy was very, very close. Yeah. I remember that, uh, you know, that day very vividly when it happened. And, you know, he basically let go of the egg about, you know, 30 centimetres yeah. away from... Prescott's ear. Yeah. Prescott thought he'd been hit. Yeah. And you would, wouldn't you? If yeah, someone of course you would, yeah. And then, what a jab, though. Oh. <laughs> Went for it. I mean, we talk about politicians surviving anything these days, but <laughs> Prescott survived actually, actually <laughs> punching <laughs> a voter. Yeah. That was a good one. I remember, um, I was telling you this story, so forgive me, Joe, you've got to listen to another one of my boring stories for the umpteen time, um, when Nick Griffin was egged and floured. Yep. Um, outside Parliament when they were launching... I think it would, must have been 2010 general election campaign. Um, Nick Griffin, of course, leader of uh, BNP um, at the time, now does weird YouTube cookery channel. Does so, he? Oh, very, with eggs check and flour? Check, check it out. It, no, it's his own. Oh. With eggs and flour, yeah, yeah you've got all over him still. And he was egged and floured... And we had a work experience with us who caught more of it, frankly, than, than poor old, uh, poor old, not poor old at all, but caught more of it than Nick Griffin. And he came back in the office completely covered in egg and flour. So we laughed at him, but he wasn't a politician. So, any, I mean, there, it, goes, but it does go back a long way. It's not new. Politicians have had usually eggs. Yeah. Lobbed at them for some time. But I think it was, you know, it, it was usually one, one or two people. Um, I think... That if we're gonna if if we're gonna get to a stage whereby people can't do walkabouts in cities because they're afraid that that might not be milk it might not be milkshake how do we know you know yeah. how do we know uh, are we are we we're just putting up more and more barriers between politicians and people I don't think that's a good idea and to be honest we all remember the absolutely disgusting scenes outside Parliament uh, around the withdrawal agreement. Um, votes when Anna Subri especially was was bustled and, and shouted at and, and um, you know and the police had to be there to help her to get across to um, College Green in order to give interviews. There's not much different. There's like not much said, different here. A couple. There's a couple of things, isn't there? That the climate that we're in now, as well, is completely different. Absolutely different. You yeah. know, we did have an MP murdered mm. on our streets when mm. she's going about mm. her business. Mm. The climate that we're in and the threats that are made against. MPs now and politicians now are much more viable than they arguably have been for decades, maybe ever. Um, the other thing is, is that if you want to go on a kind of leave Remain divide on it, you're not helping Remain mm. by doing it. In fact, you're just giving the leavers more ammunition. Mm. All it is doing is whipping up more and more emotion and giving them more airtime. So it's really, it's not helping either. Um, I spoke to a a Change UK MEP candidate this week who was leafleting at Liverpool Street Station. And she had... Yeah, tell this story, because this is fascinating, actually. What's what's her name? So it's Michelle DeVries, Uh she's campaigning in the East of England um, for Change UK. And, yeah, she was out leafleting. And this is a woman who has been... A campaigner in Compton in the US. She's mm. been to Iraq. Really yeah, she's a really fascinating story. woman. Isn't she, she, yeah, yeah. When she was um, 20, 21, she went and helped free her mother from an Iraqi prison. Yeah, Some listeners might remember it. She mm. was, uh, Daphne Parrish, she was an imprisoned nurse over there. Mm. Um, 
but she said campaigning during this election has been more edgy than either of those experiences. This is a woman that faced Saddam Hussein. Mm. You know, it's madness. Um, she was kind of shoved and someone screamed in her face. And luckily there was no actual physical violence. Mm. But the, she said she was shaking all the way home. And this is a woman who is not a stranger to standing up against against you know adversity and campaigning for justice so i think the whole the whole election fever whatever election we're talking about is just it's just mad i think and it's not the first time is it we had a campaign uh, in this part of the world again in fact punch. in the east of england punch mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> i'm sure that's been replicated across the country i think some of the Elements. I think social media has made. It feels like social media is fueling this. Absolutely, absolutely. People get whipped up. <coughs> um, but there is a, ve- you know, there is a very strong divide in this country still, and it is around fifty-fifty between wanting to remain in the in the EU and and wanting to leave. And then there is a, a, a fringe of people on both sides who are willing to go to extremes. And and I'm sorry. Throwing a milkshake at Nigel Farage does nothing for the cause of whether whether you don't like him because Brexit, whether you don't like him because he's got some fairly right wing views, whether you're a socialist, it does nothing for your cause, nothing at all to go around throwing milkshakes at people. That's so it. Jerry, can you stop it? <laughs> stop throwing milkshakes at me, right? <laughs> you are never going to host this podcast. <laughs> So stop, do stop throwing milkshakes or anything. Don't throw anything. Just shout, that's fine. Yeah, shout. Shout is great, actually. Do that. That'll do. That'll be far better. Look at, you know, the woman who had to go at Gordon Brown um, on the walkabout in 2010. Oh, the so-called bigoted woman. Bigoted woman. She went up and had a go at him. Yep. Um, and caused a massive furore. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that he left his mic on caused most of it but it was still a good media moment it that was. those are far better than Nigel Farage running around with milkshake on his face he's just you know he, he's he does a good enough job of making himself look like a dick without having milkshake on him so give it up people you're not helping Jerry any final thoughts completely agree <laughs> good answer Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back, Steve. It's time to crown a Brexiteer of the Week. It's that magical time again. Shall it's we start the with... the most wonderful time of the week. Shall we start with um, Leave EU and Aaron Banks and all who sail in them? Yes, please. Because you've just been talking about milkshakes. Yeah. And Leave Wait. EU, Aaron Banks, they were hopping mad about milkshakes, weren't they, when Nigel Farage got that milkshake? Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. In Newcastle, yeah. and they said, vile Remain thugs yep. have staged a pathetic attack yeah. on the milkshake-stained man-frog, yes. Nigel Farage. <laughs> yeah. And that was extraordinary, because there was a time when Leave EU thought throwing drinks on politicians was a matter of hilarity and not a matter of horror, and the time was 11.05am on May the 19th, 2019, about 26 hours before that man threw a milkshake on Nigel Farage because Leave EU posted a video on Twitter showing the heads of Farage, Anne Widdicombe and Richard Tice, the yep. chairman of the Brexit party, also a f- big funder of uh, Leave EU in the referendum. They were superimposed over the heads of the Beastie Boys in the 
promo clip That's right, yeah. for Make Some Noise, yeah. which was a sort of late period Beastie Boys clip uh, where they all sort of dressed up in their old clothing, didn't they? Or somebody played them, I think. It was a really good clip that was um, uh, directed by um, the great MCA, Adam Youch from the Beastie Boys, um, not long before his, uh, he, uh, he died. And um, in this clip that they posted, Nigel Farage opens a can of lager and then he throws it right, all yeah. over Jean-Claude Juncker. Mm. And Anne Widdicombe is spraying beer all over Michael uh, Gove and Theresa May. And then uh, Richard Tyson Farage throw um, Jeremy Corbyn out the window. So it's weird, isn't it? It's, it, it? it seems like throwing drinks over politicians was funny uh, right up until the moment that it happened to one of theirs, and then it stopped being funny. Um by the way, did you used to like Bod on TV? Bo- oh, Bod. Uh, do you remember Bod do you know on what? TV? I d- I, apart from the fact that someone I used to know's nickname was Bod and it's because he looked like Bod, I was not aware of Bod. There was a little segment in each episode of Bod, I'm not making this up, mm. where there was a frog who led a band, Alberto Frog. Right. And do you know what happened at the end of every... every Milkshake time- thrown at him. No, he got oh. to pick a milkshake oh, that he liked, and nice. this oh, always chocolate this week. I'm yeah. picking that. Yeah. So a frog and a milkshake were together on kids' TV. Forty years, 1975, it came out. This so a long time before. So this... if you enjoyed Alberto the Frog and his milkshake, oh, well, this is interesting. It's isn't back it? in it. Forty-four years later. Do you think there's any other old 70s kids' TV shows that are predicting the future? Well, we'd know if Parson the Lion becomes the next Prime Minister of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Good point. Um, instead of remaining as the <laughs> Tory MP for Broxmoor. Uh, what's his or face? Or Hector from Hector's house. He'd be going, oh, I'm a silly old Hector. I'd become <laughs> Prime Minister. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's got to look at Bagpuss as well, but of course that would be Rhys Mogg, wouldn't it? Because he loves Bagpuss. Well, he's Yaffle, isn't he? Yeah. He's oh, Professor yeah, yeah, Yaffle. Right, yeah, what if Gabriel the Toad became Prime Minister? Which children's TV character would you trust the most to be Prime Minister? Madeline the Ragdoll, maybe. Mm. She was quite sensible. Yeah, but maybe... Always bit... calming them down, wasn't she, the mouse on the mouse, or... mouse on the mouse organ? That is true, actually. Yeah, good point. What, uh, what about like, Danger Mouse? Ooh. What about uh, Penfold? Crimes DM! <laughs> I think Penfold might be, a, DM? might be a bit meek. <laughs> he could be the special advisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Richard Tice, we've mentioned him. Didn't yeah. have a great week. He didn't have a great time on the Today programme. He fit, exactly. He, he was in that. Uh, he featured in that video. He um, They'd had a big rally in Bolton. Mm. He kicked it off. Mm. Sadly, microphone didn't work. He made a ten-minute speech at the start, inaudible to everybody that wasn't in the front. Um, and then he went... Uh, after that, he, they went to the black country and he opened with, it's nice to be here in Wolverhampton, chorus of jeers and boos. They were actually um, about 20 miles away in Willenhall. That's in Walsall. They yeah. all support Walsall there and yeah. they hate Wolverhampton. Yeah. Um, oh, but, of course, you mentioned the terrible Today programme yeah. Yeah. appearance with Nick Robinson. He said, um, he said, is your party funded with foreign currency then? And he said... Well, I don't sit in front of the PayPal account all day, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then that went down so well that um, that the Electoral Commission, which uh, had to come and visit him, and of course um, they find him, they find Leave EU, which he sponsored for breaking electoral spending law. So he's had a terrible week. Estimate Vay. TV's Estimate Vay. TV, TV's Estimate Vay. She's launched a 
uh, exciting new grassroots campaign forum right. called Blue Collar Conservatism. It isn't oh, yeah. a thinly veiled bid for the leadership at no, all. No, of course not. Um, and when she launched it, she said, our economy now is on a much stronger footing than the mess that was left to us by the Conservative Party. <laughs> uh, and then we jumped to uh, James... Well, it's honest, isn't it, if nothing else? And then we jumped to James Cleverly, yeah. who is the is Brexit minister now, isn't he? He is. Uh, used to be the um, deputy chair, didn't he, of the Tory That's party? That's right, yeah. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a question um, uh, by Pat McFadden um, with uh, Brexit office questions, and he said, "Can you tell me how much um, is that doggy in the window? How much is that doggy in the window? But yeah. also, how much have we spent so far preparing for a No Deal Brexit?" And uh, James Cleverly, inaptly named, I would say, <laughs> said that we have uh, the Treasury has put aside over £2.4 billion of additional funding for all exit scenarios. And after that, he went back to his office. I presume there was a knock on the door or a ring on the telephone. And within minutes, he'd written back to Pat McFadden to say, when I said it was £2.4 billion, what I actually meant was it was £4.2 billion. Oh. So just the one point. That is on top of his figures. Just the £1.8 billion uh, out. And... It's also, you know why he's also not on top of his figures? Because this week it was revealed that he's had his parliamentary credit card oh, suspended ten times. Yeah, yeah. Ten times. Yeah. Um, so you get a parliamentary credit card now, you can't just spend it all on hookers and beak, no. unfortunately, no. Um, for some members of parliament, although not for James Well, that's just, the, yes, the um, lawyer at the door. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> just legal note, we're not suggesting that any members of no, parliament of course have not, ever no. used their parliamentary credit card for anything other than they should. Yes, uh, although they have. But not for well, what I suggested. Well, actually, we should probably make the point. We should probably make it clear that his credit card has been suspended ten times, but it is quite easy to get it suspended. Yeah, and often it is suspended. Then there's an investigation. Then it is incorrect spending, failure to repay <clears throat> incorrect spending, and but also failure to provide receipts for your spending. Yeah, uh, but the Brexiteer of the week is Jacob Rees-Mogg. Oh, well, a previous and winner. I don't know. He has been a previous winner on many occasions, but I don't think I've enjoyed anything so much in a long time as I've enjoyed the <laughs> terrible reviews, reviews for Jacob Rees-Mogg's book, which is called The Victorians. Twelve Titans Who Forged Britain. Yeah, it's now. Brilliant. How much do you know about this book? Well, I've read the reviews. How many of the Titans are women? Uh, none. Uh, one or one. Um, Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria. Yes. Yeah. There's uh, Charles Dickens not mentioned. He no, doesn't no. doesn't qualify for a mention. He likes poor people not too much, much. There's not much mention of the theatre or music. No. The poor. No. Uh, the land beyond London. Um, Although Robert Peel is in, included, I think, isn't he? There's crick. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, there's a cricketer. Yeah. Football's not mentioned. No. Mind you, football wasn't a really big deal in the Victorian age. Well, it was beginning, wasn't it? Yeah. So. But anyway... Is it uh, a cricketer, G.W. Grace? It is, yeah. W.G. Grace. W.G. Grace, quite, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah beard. A.N. Wilson, who's a historian and a writer. It was fantastic. In the Times. Did you hear him on the Steel Programme together as well? Yes. Brilliant. What a staggeringly silly book this is. <laughs> Morally repugnant, anathema to anyone with an ounce of historical or even common sense. Yeah. Catherine Hughes in The Guardian. At least we know the Victorians isn't ghost-written. Because no self-respecting freelancer would dare ask for payment for such rotten prose. Dominic Sandbrook in the Sunday Times. These are, I mean, these are 
you know, a couple of these are Tory papers. Yeah, absolutely. And some uh, roots, um, absolutely uh, abysmal, mm. terrible, so bad, so boring, so mind-bogglingly banal <laughs> that if it had been written by anyone else, it would never have been published. Still, nil desperandum. Uh, and Jacob Rees-Mogg is the Brexiteer of the Week. There's some odd choices in there. Napier was in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, and General he had, Sir Charles Napier. And he had to, he had to really defend that on the yes, on did. the Today programme. I, I did, I did, however, and credit where it is due to Jacob Rees-Mogg, like his opening on that Today programme interview, where he said, um, even. Uh, his book had got even worse reviews than Theresa May's Brexit deal, yes, which was, which very was good. at least he at least could take the humour of it. I mean, he did. He he's taking it quite well, to be fair to him. Uh, he's, he is taking it well. Um, but I'm glad it's rubbish. Do you? Do you I don't think Boris's books are very good either, though? No, but Boris's Boris's book has Boris's terrible book about Churchill yeah, has off. sold at two hundred thousand copies yeah. apparently, and Jacob Rees-Mogg's terrible book is not going to sell anywhere <laughs> near that. Yeah. So he is the Brexiteer of the week. Did you see? Uh, he granted one interview for this terrible uh, book. It was in yeah. the Mail on Sunday, yeah. uh, which is now under Ted Verity. Yeah, very Brexity. Yeah, isn't it's it? changed. It, it was in the from magazine, being not Brexity to Brexity. Yeah. Um, so I noticed that they didn't review it, uh, although no. they do review some books in the Event magazine, I believe it's called. Yeah, what an event! He revealed that he never takes his jacket off outside of the bedroom. The bedroom is the only place where he takes his jacket off. So, amazing. Oh, wow. That is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That is bloody warm in the summer. Imagine that. He must be sweating it up, mustn't he? Maybe he had his sweat glands removed at Eton. Did he the do that at fields Eton? Of Eton. Yeah, I think you can have that done, like having your tonsils out. Can you have your tonsils out at Eton? Yeah. yeah. What should the listener do right now? Um, I'd go and have an ice cream or a yeah. drink. It's lovely well, outside. Won't. That's why I had my tonsils out. That was the thing. Well, Have your tonsils out, you can get ice cream. That is what like, wait a minute. That is no compensation for an invasive operation. No, that's good. Is that was that rap? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Boom. Oh, yeah, Boom, Boom Clarty or whatever <laughs> yeah, it's called. That was him, back yeah, yeah. at number one this week. Excellent. Someone did He's actually, brilliant. Someone did actually say, do you, you really do know about pop music, don't you? <laughs> 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 what? I listened to the pod. You were talking about who were on the yeah, yeah. on top of the pops this week. Very good, boom dang or something. Boom yeah. daddy, boom daddy, rapper. Yeah. Um, so we made that up as well. Yeah, it was a lie. Um, Most of this is What should true. the readers do now? They should go to Facebook. <laughs> Are you insane? No one's reading this podcast. Oh. This is like the seventeenth time you've called them the readers. What should the listeners do now? Yeah, tell them. Uh, go to steadyhq.com, uh-huh. search for the New European. Yeah. You can send us money to keep this podcast as rambling and yeah. uh, as yeah. wonderful <laughs> as it is now, and also to fund the New European's <laughs> fine work to stop Brexit. It's yeah. going well. Yeah. We've yeah. got rid of two Prime Ministers so far. Yeah, no, two, one, one Prime Minister. Two down. Uh, how many Brexit secretaries have we got oh, rid of so far? I think we're on four. Yeah, we're on the, so we've got rid of three Brexit secretaries yeah, yeah. and one Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's working. Yeah. So keep giving us your money. You can go to Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and um, you can uh, join our readers group on Facebook. You, you can. can follow the New European on Facebook. Do it. You can go to Twitter. Twit. You're on it. I'm on there. At Porrit. P-O-R-R-I-T-T. I'm on it. Yeah. At Sanglesey. Yeah. S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. You can go to... Or you can follow the New European, of course, at the New European. You can. But the biggest thing yeah. is... You need to leave a great review leave for this a, podcast. A review. 
Even Tell though us. I feel that, again, you've not been at it really, but I've been. What are you talking about? Look at all this prep. I know. Meandering nonsense. Meandering nonsense. But done with a smile. And that's our motto. <laughs> that was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us. If you haven't already, get out there and buy the print edition. It's £2.50. It's available from all great news agents. There's tons of politics. There's tons of Brexit. What else would you expect? Oh, but there's also loads of arts and loads of culture. We will be back next week, even if Mrs May isn't. In fact, we might even be back sooner. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your fantastic bagpipes. Here you go. (laughs) 